This episode is sponsored by Fun Love Media. Fun Love Media is a boutique social media and podcasting agency owned by yours truly. We help mission-driven brands across the country stand out and make a positive impact on the world through social media, podcasting, and beyond. Whether you're local to Houston and want to schedule a content shoot to create videos and images for your social media accounts, or you're in any other part of the U.S. and want a new logo and brand design, or even want to launch your own podcast, we can help. With our done-for-you content creation, we cultivate a fun and exciting online space so your brand can make the positive impact on the world that it's meant to. Let's be honest, we're a group of creative people with a soft spot for our fellow world changers. If you're ready to tell your story, make a difference, and have fun doing it, you have found your content creation team in Fun Love Media. Head to funlovemedia.com or email me directly at brittany at funlovemedia.com to get started today. That's B-R-I-T-N-E-Y at funlovemedia.com. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media and podcasting agency in Houston, Texas. This show is for social media creators, social media managers, and small business owners that want to stand out on social media and beyond. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So My excited. First in-person interview. So, okay, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we've already talked about all of the hair things and all of the all skin the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I really do want to talk to you about some things that I think are going to be helpful because people that listen to the show are listening to it because that usually they're a small business owner, they're entrepreneurial, and they're, they love social media and all that. And um so anyway, so since you have obviously been a business owner for over two decades, and then we've now worked together on your social media for a while. I'm going to talk about all, all the things. Let's do it. So, I'm excited. Okay. So first, just give everybody a little background on your, just an overview of your business journey. Like how long ago you started Click Salon, mm-hmm. um, why that even happened, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. So we've been in business 22 years. So uh, if you had told me 22 years ago that I would own a hair salon, I would have laughed in your face. I mean, like, so it was not the plan. Never the plan. <laughs> never the plan. The plan was I had no plan other than to go to college, right? That was my plan. So I got my undergrad in psychology, and um, then I was just debating, what, what do I want to do, you know? And then, you know, as things happen around the, you know, early 20s, often you, you know, find a guy and you fall in love and then your life goes to shit, basically. <laughs> Just kidding. That's exactly how it happens. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so funny story. I actually uh, went to get my hair done and um, by this guy that I heard was, like, so amazing. And he, you know, cut my hair. And I actually, after the haircut, I cried, which should have been a warning sign. But, you know, missed it. Um, because I didn't like it. It wasn't, oh, no. it wasn't that he was really horrible with haircuts. It's just, I didn't like it. It was just way too short. And, um, so I cried and I was with my best friend and I said, I will never go back to him again <laughs> ever. And, uh, then 
I, I didn't for a long time. And then it was, um, I worked at a restaurant with wedding tables during college and he came in with some of his friends and he remembered my name. And so that to me said a lot that I was, cause you know, it's really important for me to remember people's names. So he was like, you need to come back in. And I was like, okay. So I went back in and that was kind of the beginning of, you could say, you know, click salon because, uh, we, we met, we, we dated briefly, got married pretty fast within a year. And, uh, he, we both wanted to move to Houston because we were in a small town. And so I wanted to move to Houston to go to grad school for, uh, psychology therapy. And he wanted to come to Houston to open a salon. And so, uh, we were on the same page and I was like, you know, he was like, let's do it. So we moved to Houston and, um, I, I did start grad school and, uh, during the process, I was like, you know what, why don't you take care of the hair, you know, teach the hair, do the hair, build the business. We had zero clients because right. we're moving from two hours away. And he was a hairstylist. You were not. I was not a hairstylist. Okay. Making that clear. Very clear. Very, <laughs> no intention of being a hairstylist. And so, you know, I really thought I was going to be like a therapist, a psychologist, which is actually what I do, really. <laughs> right. Um, you technically are. Yes. Technically are, yeah. So... Um, anyway, so in the midst of like, you know, creating this line, you know, we were talking about, you know, different roles and, you know, since we were literally, it was just the two of us, it was, I said, you know, I suggested, you know, you do the hair, take care of, of just trying to attract clients and getting their hair cut colored. And, you know, I'll do the business side because yeah. I had some finance training. I'd, I'd looked at being a stockbroker, taking like the series seven, blah, blah, blah. So like I knew enough about business where yeah. I can do that. And then I knew I was good with people because psychology people, like that was my thing. Yeah. So I was like, I have my undergrad, you know, in psychology. I love people. I know how they work. I know how they tick. Like I'll do the management part, even though we, I think we had, we started with maybe two team members. Right. Yeah. Um, of course I was 23. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, so that's how it happened. So we opened the salon together and we just literally started day one um, was really funny because the day that we opened, um, since we had a couple of, of team members that lived in Houston, they did have a couple clients in the books. Um, the water wasn't even on yet. So we had to shampoo their color out with bottled water and the shampoo bowls. So that's how it started <laughs> day one. Um, so yeah. And then just what happened over the years, I just, I fell in love with the industry. Yeah. I fell in love with the business. I fell in love with the people. And, you know, I obviously haven't worked in a lot of other industries, but I, I know that the hair industry is one of the most fun, yeah. exciting, fulfilling industries to be in right. because you're making people feel good all day long. Right. And it's like, how can that go wrong? Yeah. Um, and then the, the stylists that, that you work with, they're such fun, vivacious, energetic, crazy, some of them yes. people. <laughs> For sure. And it's just so fun to work with them. Like they have changed my life so much. I, I was so like rigid and everything was black and white, you know, when I first started and uh, now I'm like, everything's gray. <laughs> yes. A few rules as possible, you know, <laughs> uh, but they're just wonderful people. And then I like the business aspect. I like just pure business of 
how can we grow this? I mean, we started out with literally sales of $1, you know? Right. So I was like, how can we grow this? And I just got addicted to just that whole concept. As far as people ask me all the time, well, why didn't you then go to hair school? And I'm like, yeah. I have zero interest in doing hair. Yeah. And, and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I hire people. Anyone can open any business in the whole fucking world that they want. Right. And have zero qualifications they can hire people to do that right you can open a restaurant tomorrow and hire someone that knows how to run restaurants yeah and you know so it's i've i've hired the very best people and we've trained the very best people to do hair and so they train other people to do hair and then i can focus on the business and the people right and it really works okay. so that's that's how I ended up here and like never in a million. That's why mm -hmm. <laughs> just probably a couple years ago, I decided to never say never. You always hear that saying, yep. never say never. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I have said that so I will never do this. I will never do that. And it's like, anytime I say it, it could be 10 years down the fucking road. The universe comes in and is like, wow, you, you thought never. never. <laughs> so, <You're wrong. laughs> um, I just, I never say never, you know, and sometimes if I do say it, I literally correct myself. I'm like, never mind. It could happen. You know, I guess maybe. Yeah. So okay. that's, that's the story. And oh, well, then of course I have to say, you know, eventually me and my ex-husband, we got divorced. Yeah. And so, you know, that was. You know. So t tell me about that because I feel like that might be something that somebody listening to it's a, it's probably not a super common situation, but people have been through it sure. and it's probably kind of cool to hear you're not alone, whether they've been through it before or now, like uh -huh. you're in business with a spouse. Which don't do, by the way. <laughs> don't do it. I'll never do that again. Oh my God. Wait, no. never say never now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on that one. Maybe, on <laughs> Maybe that, that one. one's a never. But um, yeah, well, of course, like it already comes with its own challenges. But then it's like, oh, crap. Now we're getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Like, just how, what, what happened? Like, how? How did y'all deal with that? And then you obviously are still with Clicks on. He's not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how did that all kind of go down? So no, I mean, not that like, you yeah. know what I mean? The business side of it. Like how did you deal with that and, and, and get through it? Sure. Essentially? Sure. Without destroying the company. Right. Because that happens a lot. You see, and it would be understandable by the absolutely. way. I mean, if there's any time for a company to just like go down in mm -hmm. flames, it would be understandable. Absolutely. So, I mean, our situation was unique as I'm sure most are, but it was very unique in the fact that, he had really stepped away from the business several years. I'm going to say three to five years before we even got divorced. He wasn't really that involved. So he was not very involved at all. He, he might would come in, you know, one day a week and like cut some hair. Um, and he just was not involved. He was wanting to move way back to the country and open like a little tiny salon there. Um, so just really, he had, I would just say his involvement in the business was, was almost non-existent. Okay. So that gave me a chance to really step up to where I could do things my way. And when I say my way, I'm not saying everyone has their own way, but my way was very different than his way. Yeah. And so um, I had my own ideas of how to grow the business and how to run a company. And it was, um, I couldn't really do that because when you have, you know, co-owners, even if they're not there, you still can't enforce 
or do what you want to do if they're against it because they're going to come in and be like, no, you can't do that or I don't right. like this. And then for the people that work there, that, that would be confusing and a mess. It, it was. So, it yeah. was a mess. So I really had to just like everything I wanted to do, I had to just keep it kind of like stuff down. Um, so because of that, we had gotten to the point by, by the time I filed for divorce, we had team members there that didn't even know him. Wow. Okay. So that transition was so smooth. Yeah. Now they knew of him and they knew he was co-owner, of course. Uh, so what I did is just, you know, right when I filed, I set every single person down individually and I just let them know what was happening. And uh, I said, you know, your job is safe. You know, I did a lot of things beforehand to make sure that the money for the company was in a safe place. Sure. So, um, you know, there wouldn't be any, oh, I'm going to take all the money and Sure, of course. Yeah. So I did a lot Smart. of precautions ahead of time. Yeah. And then just set them down, just let them know I was filing, that their jobs were safe. Nothing was changing because literally he wasn't there anyway. Yeah. So I said nothing will change, you know, other than eventually, you know, my hope would be that, you know, I'll be the sole owner and, you know, that's it. So I'm like, yeah. let's just go about our day like normal and, um, Ultimately, all they really cared about was number one, you know, their jobs, which, you sure. know, I can say all day long they cared about me and they did, but ultimately we're all going to, the first thing we're going to think about is like, do I have a job? Yes. Because they have their own families. Of course. So they just wanted to make sure their job was safe and it was, and yes, they wanted to also make sure, you know, are you okay? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm happy as hell. So. <laughs> You know, so once they knew those two things, it was just like a non-issue and it just flowed. And then once everything was finalized, that's when we just like fucking exploded growth wise and team wise. Do you think that that was, do you think that your growth explosion, especially initially was related to like your happiness levels, your person, like did that help you or did, or, or was it just like, okay, I can do things my way. Like what, what do you think influenced that timing? Cause you were getting divorced and then, uh -huh. and then, you know, you had all that growth soon after. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in the happier you are, the more successful you usually are Yeah, because you're more in flow. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to choose, I'm going to have to say it's because I had so many ideas and thoughts that had been pent up for so long that I wanted to implement that I knew, I knew were, were the best route to go to grow right. and I couldn't do them. Yeah. So it's like, it's like I was unleashed. Uh, yeah. And so I'm going to go with ultimately it was the fact that I, I felt like I was able to actually implement all these growth strategies. And I say, I, it was very much a team thing. It's just, I, was finally able to work with the team and, and cause they would constantly come to me with ideas that were amazing. So mm -hmm. it wasn't just my ideas, but I'd be like, that's a great idea. But unfortunately, because we don't have the support of both the owners, we can't do that right now. So it was just so it was years, uh, years of pent up. And then we were just able to just like fucking unleash them just together as a team. And we went from, I don't know how many people we had at that time, maybe, you know, eight, I mean, mm -hmm. that, and we just went from eight to, you know, now we're closer to 30 and we went from, you know, barely doing, you know, a million to now 2.5 million. And it's just, 
awesome. it's not anyone's good or bad. It's just the fact of I really wanted to grow the business and I love the people and my, my ex, he just, he wasn't passionate anymore. Yeah. And that's a sign for anyone. If you're not passionate and if you don't love what you're doing, then, you know, chances are it's not really going to grow. You're not really going to go anywhere. You might can maintain it for a while, depending on what your business and your job is, sure. um, but it's not going to grow. And if, to me, if you're an entrepreneur, it's eventually going to like actually decline pretty hard. So we were on that path. If we had stayed, if we had stayed together, we would have definitely just went out of business right that's wild i love how you said unleashed like yeah. and that's how i felt <laughs> that's, that's literally how i felt because just you know imagine since you obviously you know run your own company and it's just you as the owner right but imagine if you did have someone that yeah. you had to agree with and you kept having all these ideas because i know you, you have ideas all the time yeah. i had a bigger business and every idea you had because it was literally every idea they're like nope no, no, it's you keep having to push it down. Imagine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you cut you cut the leash or the tie or whatever and you can do it. Imagine that feeling. Yeah. You'd be like, <gasps> you know, yeah, freedom, right? Which is why I have my free tattoo. You know, I literally <laughs> got it like right then because I felt free to like actually implement and do things the way I wanted to do. And there was definitely a failure rate. There's no way I'd sit here and be like, oh, my God, every idea that we implemented was so successful. Of course. No, that's not the case. But I think there were so many fucking ideas <laughs> that it's like enough of them stuck. There, yeah. There, some of them are bound to be successful. Yeah, you have that many so good many ideas. at that time. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So, okay. So, this is, we're recording this in early 2024. So, uh -huh. what, what, about what year was that? Like, how many, about how many years has it been since you've been able to be the sole owner of click. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say five, five ish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, it definitely started like a, a, around seven, but hardcore unleashed, not unleashed, unleashed. <laughs> not only unleashed, five years, five years. Five years. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So, so you're okay. I'm just moving us forward a little bit on your story. So mm -hmm. you're running this lawn without having to do it with anybody else you're unleashed. It's, it's amazing. Unleashed. You're growing or exploding. It's all these wonderful things. And then you decide to tell people that you are gay, but the timing on it, is this like a thing you sat on for a while that you like explain? I want to know all the things. The, the gay story. Yes. <laughs> Let's go with the gay story. It's a great story, really. <laughs> I love a gay story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, and, and everyone has their own unique coming out story or, or finding out they were gay or realizing they were gay or knowing they were gay. And, and mine was very unique in that I, I remember my ex asked me at one point, um, not in a friendly way, but so have you known, you know, all along that you were gay? And I, I, looked him in the eyes and with thousand percent honesty said, no, like I had no clue. Yeah. Um, and it's just because I think I was so protected as a child and just so boxed in, you know, homeschooled until I was in ninth grade. Like I didn't even know what gay meant until I was probably 18, you know? So, wow. okay. uh, it just wasn't even, you know, I, one of my favorite things is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, looking back, like, it's like the first time I, I kissed a boy, I cried. That's a sign, by the way. If any of you, you know, are thinking that you're straight and you cried the first time you kissed a boy, that's a sign potentially that you might be gay. Just maybe. Potential. Just maybe. So. Oh, my uh, God. That's hilarious. Yeah. So the same same thing happened with a different boy the first time we made out. I went a little bit further than just kissing. Stopped. Started crying. Because I was like, this is so gross. You know. <laughs> Big sign, big sign as well. Aww. But I still I had no clue. I just had no clue because it's like, just to me, you don't know what you don't know. So I was yeah. like, this is just normal. It's just gross, you know? Um, I so, mean, it's kind of gross sometimes. See? So, you know, <laughs> see? How do you know? Even straight people think that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I really didn't. But then I, I there was a, a, a girl, a team member at the salon that was gay and she was one of those that knew you know from the time she was basically born so you know there was a lot of freedom around her sexuality and um i just started feeling things and thinking things that i had never thought in my life never felt in my life and so i was like what is this what you know like because i'd heard so for any of you who have never (laughs) been in the back room of a salon okay (laughs) There's lots of talk about sex, it's right? Place. It, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. And, you know, obviously not in front of clients, but in the back, they're having fun, you know. And I would always hear people, you know, the girls, usually girls, you know, um, talk about like how amazing their sex life was and all this great sex they were having. And of course, I would never say anything. I would just sit there and think like, you're crazy. Like how, you know, or is that a thing for people? Yeah. Because I didn't get it. And so I really got to the point where I just truly thought I was asexual. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, cause I'm not feeling any of these things. Uh, I must be asexual because I would research it. You know, I'm I'm a researcher. I'm a a Google queen. Right. (laughs) Um, so anyway, but then I started feeling these things and I'm like, wow. Um, so, you know, it just kind of, we, we went on a, obviously it was just, Oh, let's go hang out and go ice skating. And, um, (laughs) and you know, it was truly innocent in a sense, but yet I knew I had all these feelings at the same time and, uh, probably wasn't as innocent on her part because she had been gay forever. Right. Um, so she's like, aha. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> I see what I'm working with here. Uh-huh. So it just literally just happened. And, uh, you know, I just fell like really hard, really fast. And I felt and experienced all these feelings I'd never had, you know, sexually love feelings, just, just feelings. I can't even just, yeah. I had never felt any kind of feeling that's connected to when straight people talk about like love and emotions. And I'd never felt any of that, Wow! but I didn't know because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so once I started feeling all these things, that was actually normal. But, um, when, uh, about, about how old were you whenever you were I realizing was, all this? So let's see, I'm going to count my age in my head right now. Just because so, I think it's, it's yeah, interesting. I was 39. It's, okay. 39. I think it's important to share that because. Absolutely. 38, 38, 39. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then I just knew like once it all came together and then I started thinking back to all the, all the things that had happened as a child, all the, you know, it's like, I was never attracted. All my friends loved boy bands. I was like, why? Like I loved Madonna. Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that lesbians don't like boy bands? Come yeah, on. You know, I Come mean, on. Maybe they do, <laughs> but it's like my friends had pictures of all these like teenage guys. Yes, of all. course. They were like googly eyed over them. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and, and I had, you know, Madonna and, uh, which of course straight people like Madonna. No, too. but I know what you mean. Like you weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. Like you're like looking back on your life. You're like, Oh my God. Like at, in your late thirties, things are coming together. It all and everything just fits so perfectly. Um, because I did question like, okay, was it just because I was in such a horrible unhealthy marriage? Yeah. You know, cause that's a legit question. And then once I start having all these feelings and then piecing everything back and lots of therapy, you know, <laughs> um, I realized yes. like, wow, this is definitely was something that was there from, you know, yeah. the very beginning. And, um, so it was, it was, it was a lot, but it was wonderful. It was just the most wonderful feeling in the world because you know, you've obviously been married a long time. And so even though now I'm sure it's not as wild and crazy for you guys, <laughs> but I know you remember those initial feelings. Sure. And so I'd never had those. So oh, it was yeah. really cool, even at 38, to experience that and and be like, oh, my God. So I'm not asexual. Nothing's wrong with me. Yep. Um, it's not just that I was in a really crappy marriage. I'm just fucking gay. And it was so it was just very enlightening and, and just almost peaceful. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. Well, and I, I brought this up by saying you decided to tell everyone that you were gay, but what I was referring to is at work and I'm wondering how that, how that played out. Like for you, like in your timing, right? Because Mm -hmm. you've got to go through your own thing as you're going through, you're discovering, you're realizing all these things. And that's a very important thing for you privately without having to, you Mm -hmm. know, but then at some point, right. You're Mm going to, because not only, is it just like cool to share these people work with you every day, but then like the person that you're seeing works there. So not ideal, by the way, I also do not recommend that. (laughs) Um, all kinds of life lessons. lessons. Um, so, but when you decided to go ahead and, and tell the people working at click, like, how, how did that go? Cause I think that people listening that do have employees and stuff, and it may not be that they're gay. It may be mm-hmm. whatever big life thing. Personal and then you, and you still, want to share yeah. it, you know, because it's big enough, you need to share it. How did you handle that? Like, did you take a while or what, what did you do? So I handled it very incorrectly. <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah. So, so, so Natalie's about to tell us how not to do this, this. is what you don't Great. do. <laughs> So I'm a really big believer in speaking your truth and being authentic. And that's, that's very important to me. And obviously it's become more, it's, it's been important since I was young. Um, everyone's always said, if you want honesty, like go to Natalie, but be prepared. <laughs> um, but you know, it's gotten even more and more important, obviously as I got, as I got older. And so, uh, the fact that I was dating someone that worked at the salon and the fact that I was the owner, okay, um, and I was trying to figure all this stuff out, uh, it just it just was tearing me apart because I felt like I was lying to the team. Was I technically lying? Of course not. If anyone had come and asked me, I would have said that. But I'm also a big believer that hiding is lying, sure. especially once it keeps happening. You know, maybe not initially, but um, even 
hiding with the intent of really trying to keep something from people to me is the same as lying. It's just my opinion. Right. So at first it was like not a big deal. And then, you know, I would say it was probably around a couple people knew, you know, like my top, my top people, like my top leaders there, like they knew. Yeah. So, but you know, the majority of the team did not. Small Biz Social Society is a content creation community for mission-driven small business owners that are using social media to make a positive impact on the world. I created this community in 2020 to bring together my fellow world changers that run businesses and have a strong presence on social media. And starting January 8th, 2024, you can join the community for free. Yep, the membership cost is going from $18 per month to absolutely free. Zero, zilch, nada. If you're a business owner or in leadership at a business, a social media manager, or a content creator, you are welcome to join our community of creative, intelligent, fun entrepreneurs. The free membership includes access to four online events in 2024 that will focus on intermediate to advanced level content creation strategies, our monthly email newsletter that will be jam-packed with resources and detailed tips, and our private Facebook group where you can network, support, and reach out for help. We'll be talking social media, email marketing, YouTube, podcasting, and more. Plus, all members are invited to attend our annual in-person conference, Social Success. Our next one will be held in Austin, Texas in May of 2024. Small Biz Social Society is the best community for intermediate and advanced level content creators that are always leveling up and making a positive impact on the world. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to join. It was probably about a year. We've been dating probably about a year. Okay. And um, it was definitely one of those things where I just was, because I, I didn't know what to do because I was, I was scared at that point. Well, it's been happening for a year and, you know, are people going to be mad? Are they going to think that I've, I'm treating her differently? So uh, many thoughts of fear. Sure. Not that I was gay. I, I knew no one there would even remotely care. In fact, they'd be happy for me. Um, but it was just the fact that it was someone that worked there. Oh, that's nice that you already had that feeling of support. Yeah. That you knew that. that I didn't was doubt that. That's cool. At all. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so, you know, eventually like things are when, when you're dating someone and, uh, you know, people start to pick up on signs. <laughs> and so uh, one of the girls that worked there said, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. You know, totally <laughs> oblivious. <laughs> and um, she was like, are you dating, you know? Yes. So and so, and I, my heart like fell to my toes, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck!" Because, like I said, I'd always said I would never lie, like if right. someone asked. And so I knew then that you know. So I said yes, and uh, so then, then the very next morning, I actually called a meeting with the whole team, and so it wasn't to announce that I was gay. Like I would never do that, guys. We're gonna have a meeting <laughs> and let you know that I'm gay. Uh, but it was simply because it was from someone there. So I called a meeting, let them know. And I explained to them why I didn't tell them like my fears yeah. and that I was trying to figure it out. And, and, and I told them I, I didn't do it right. I, I messed up, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, when you are a leader it, it, when you mess up, own it, say it, you know? So, you know, I told them, I said, I know that for some of you, I'm going to have to re-earn your trust in this area, uh, because you know, you I've, I've hidden hidden it right hidden it that's Hid, the word hidden. i've hidden it yes I've, yeah that's right. so you know and uh so yeah so 
it took it took a it took a it took a a minute you know i say a minute it, it took definitely i would say a good year for a couple of people to really kind of like build back that trust yeah um, because I, I was such a big proponent of being authentic and vulnerable and it just it was just such a tricky situation yeah wasn't done purposefully but i just didn't know how to do it so anyway life lesson don't date people you work with period <laughs> whether you're the owner or even you just work just don't do it right um i, I would never never almost never can we say all? I, I don't see myself ever doing that again um even though it worked out fine it, but still right um but yeah as far as support though in an instant even though people took some time to have to redevelop that trust with me um that i wasn't going to hide things that were going on in the company because that's that's them it wasn't is what it was if i had been dating someone outside the company yeah they wouldn't have cared but sure. it's true it, it was something going on within the company right. that i was hiding from them and so that's what made it you know break trust a little bit um, but anyway, as far as the, and they were able to separate, like even the people that were kind of upset that I had hidden it, they were also immediately the first people to come to me and say, I'm so happy for you. You know, I'm so happy that you've, that you've yes. found happiness. Yeah. You know, I'm so happy that you're, you're figuring out who you are, you know, so, so supportive, so supportive. Well, and you said, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I need to like announce that I'm gay. I need to announce that I'm dating someone that works here. But I, th I mean, a lot of people do feel like they need to announce and they're I, gay, and right? I still would have definitely, even if it had someone not at the salon, I definitely would have announced it. I would have announced it way sooner. Oh, uh, yeah. And I wouldn't have, I, and I wouldn't have called a meeting. I just would have been like, guys, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, once <laughs> I felt comfortable that I really knew I was, I would have been like, guys, just have to let you know, like I'm, I, I've been going out with this girl and like, I'm totally gay. Like, like it, <laughs> totally just, it would have been more of one of those backroom conversations, sure. you know, but it just was a little bit different in the situation, but it ended up working out and life lesson, you know, learn from it. And so now I'm just really transparent. Right. Well, I think it's understandable that you had to take time, but I also think it's understandable that some people be like, Ooh, you're secretive. So yeah. I can see both sides. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's your fucking life and you gotta, you, you shouldn't have to tell everybody everything as soon as yep. it starts, but Sure, of course. After a year, somebody might be sensitive mm -hmm. to the fact that yeah, it's going on under their noses. Sure, and sure, sure. So yeah, yeah. I see both sides of that. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Well, I love I love the part of it where you were like, I knew that they would be supportive because I think to me that speaks to you actually as a leader in the people that are there, which is also mm -hmm. just a general theme of Click Salon as I've learned um, working with you guys, but like. If you feel that solid that you could tell someone mm -hmm. something, a group of someone's mm -hmm. something so big and that you would generally get support probably from pretty much everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool that you've it's like awesome. attracted those people in because that's mm -hmm. just not fucking how it is mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. A lot of people would probably not feel that way mm -hmm. about people they hired, their coworkers, their family, their whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And they would feel, are they going to judge me? Are they going to? Yeah you know, think less of me or yeah, absolutely. I had none of those. I, I told the, I told my team way before I told my family, <laughs> you know, and that, that does speak to the kind of culture that, that we have. Yeah. And uh, I think as a leader, you, you just kind of, a, you, you attract who you are. Yeah. So I'm, I just love people and I don't care 
if we disagree on things, I'm still going to, as long as you don't, you know, hurt me or force your beliefs on me, yeah. I'm going to be so accepting of who you are. And so we attract those type of people and in no way do we ever say, oh, everyone needs to believe what everyone else believes. Uh, that's not, in fact, it's just the opposite. It's we, we want to foster this environment of we can have a group of people that all have different beliefs and, and thoughts and because that's normal, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can still get along and have fun and love each other and accept each other for exactly who we are. Right. And so that's, that's definitely what we've created. And, you know, it's not perfect by any means. And another thing you find is you, you do tend to start attracting people with similar values and, sure. you know, it's not like you, it's natural to, to that. That's just natural. Yeah. So at this point, you know, someone that is, you know, anti, anti-gay and anti-homosexual is not going to come work for, for my company. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I wouldn't, you know, I'd be okay with them being anti-gay, but they're not going to want to work sure. for me. So they're not going to even come. Right. So, uh, but yeah, ultimately, and we talk about it as a team a lot is in like, Hey guys, like share your beliefs, share your opinions. And right. it's okay if you don't agree with it. It's just, we just, as long as we just love each other, right. it's all that matters. It, it is all that matters. And that's one of the, um, early on, I've talked with you all this time. Well, I mean, I know everybody listening and watching heard an introduction, which I'll be recording later, but, but, um, uh, we haven't talked about the fact that I've been working with you guys for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I actually recall, cause I, I see you a lot on the screen because <laughs> I personally am editing all this stuff myself. And so you did a video where you, you talked about that, about how like, it's okay to, um, it was, you're in a red dress, I think. And it was like, okay to, you know, mm -hmm. um, disagree without being fucking assholes to each other. Basically, right. that was basically the message. Right. And I agree 100%. That's cool. Um, okay. Before I ask you about social media, so company culture is huge for you. Like you are an expert in it. Um, I've learned a lot from you about that. And I'm sure all the thousands of people that have seen your content have oh, as well. And content that you created. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, I just want to know, like, do you, do you remember where those strong feelings you have about having such a great culture started? Was there, some, was there something that inspired that? Or do you feel like that's just something that's in you that makes you feel good? So that's why you have such a great culture at click. Like mm -hmm. what's the background of that? So that's a, I mean, that's a great question. I, I definitely can't think of a time where it like started, you know, I've just always loved people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the only way I can say it like really started is, you know, going back to opening the salon with my ex, uh, he's not a people person. And so no one on the team liked him. And so, <laughs> I mean, this is literally how it started and I'm not into bashing. I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash anyone. It's just, it, it is what it is. And so I was constantly having to be the mediator and, and keep them on the team, keep them happy. And, and their, their concerns were legit. It wasn't like yeah. they were just complaining and I'm thinking like, okay, 
like I, I felt it. I felt their pain. I felt that they were being treated unfairly or unfairly. And I, I felt like the things that's that were a tough coming, position for you to be in. It was horrible. It was the worst. No wonder you were like unleashed later and so free. Yeah. It Good was, Lord. It was horrible because I knew that if I didn't step in, we were going to lose valuable team players. Yeah. And so I think that's when it's really started was, was pretty much probably within the first year or two is I realized that these, these people that everyone deserves to be treated like they're special. Everyone deserves to be treated fairly, you know, at minimum. Uh, but to me, I want people to feel like if they're working with us, like they're special, they're, yeah. they're worth something, they're valuable. They're not just an employee. You know, I hate even using the word employee. That's why I say team member. And it's so cliche, but like, I really mean that because we work together. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's when it really started to where I started to see it wasn't a, it wasn't a owner versus employees. It was everything they were coming to me with. I was on their side and I saw it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is horrible. This isn't how it should be. This isn't, this isn't the kind of culture I want. Right. I don't want that. I'm the boss. You do what I say or else, you know, not saying that you don't have to have, you know, yeah. Standards, but just that culture of unkindness, you know, and walking on eggshells. Yeah. And so that's pretty much when it started. And then, it just got, you know, more and more to where, you know, it just became like such a passion to, you know, have these people on the team feel like they're special and for them to make other people, clients feel like they're special and they're someone because everyone, everyone is important and valuable. And right. in today's world, I just don't feel like you get that, you know, it's at all. Right. Well, it's, it's cool though that, which is probably happens in life all the time, right? That something so good kind of came out of that. If you, absolutely, you know, you being in that position back then was such a fucking pain in the ass. It was horrible. <laughs> and, but you did what we should all try to do more of, learn from it and then actually take action to, right. to fix it, change it, you know, whatever mm -hmm. you got to do. So. Absolutely. I'm such a big believer and I can go back and look at every horrible situation in my life and, and see the good that came out of it. So it's like that with my, with my ex-husband, as horrible as that was, there's no way that we would have the culture or yeah. that I would be the leader that I am now. If I hadn't had to go through that, if I had truly just started click salon on my own, which I wouldn't have. Okay. And that's another thing I would have never opened a hair salon. Right. I just, I, it wouldn't have happened. So You'd be somebody's therapist somewhere. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it, it just works. And then, you know, the going through everything I have just as far as, you know, coming out and and letting everyone know, team members, family, that I am gay, like even the, so much of that was hard, you know, going through, you know, dating different people and the pain of that and and losing that and going through different breakups it's, this is what I've learned. There's always, when you're going through something, whether it's a divorce, whether it's, you know, a breakup, whether it's the loss of someone, you know, there's always something better. The reason you're losing that, or even if you're choosing to let go of it, sometimes you're not, sometimes it, they choose to let go, but there's always something better. And so losing, you know, the marriage, way something better 
you know, going through, you know, losses with, you know, different people I've dated. Now I'm with someone that it's an even better situation. Sure. There's always something better. So it's like if that door closes, even if it's you shutting it, just know there's a reason. That means there's only something better waiting for you. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice to think about it that way. Yeah. Because it's hope. Hope is mm -hmm. one of my most favorite things. If mm -hmm. you don't have hope, you don't really have much right. at all. Mm -hmm. So that's a cool way to look at it too. Mm -hmm. It's hard in the moment though. It's very hard in the moment. If somebody wants to come to you and be like, it's okay, honey. Yeah. This is happening for a reason. Yeah. Now it's going to get better. You'd be like, I want to no, punch you in the motherfucking that throat. I do not say <laughs> no, because that is like the Let worst. them have their moment. Let them have their moment. Feel the feelings. Oh my God. I've had so many people tell me that, oh, <laughs> this is happening for a reason. And I just, exactly. You just want to go, <laughs> you know, um, so I'll think about that fucking later. Right yeah. now I'm pissed. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like what you said. It's just, it's something I've learned and it is, it gives it gives me hope, yeah. you know, when I am in another difficult situation, which I know we'll have them, you know, hopefully my, most of mine are through, <laughs> you know, but right. it, it does like, have, yeah, yeah, more like, few and far between, yeah, like. but, but it is, it's, it's hope. And I think the more you go through shit, the more hope you have because you really sure. realize. So I told my therapist last night, everyone should go to therapy. Everyone, even if you don't think you need it, go. I've never been to therapy. Yeah. I know I should go. I am really fucked up. <laughs> no, and see, that's just it, Brittany. That's, that's what I try to tell people. It's <laughs> therapy can secrets benefit. out. I know it doesn't seem like it. No, therapy can benefit anyone. That's my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't no, know I, how fucked I, up you are, but it can benefit. I don't know that everyone. I'm as fucked up as you. It's <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that as like a, a, a badge of honor. I'm more fucked up than you. Thank you. Um, no, I'm kidding. But I, I do, I do recognize you. Yes, I, I agree. I think it's actually a really good. It's idea. Just I need to try it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just, I told her, I said, you know, I know now that I've been through some of the worst things that, that a human can go through. And I know there's also worse things out there, but I've been through some of the worst things. So it actually has made me stronger. Yeah. Because when I get scared and anxious, because I have anxiety, do you have anxiety? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I do have that anxiety, I just tell myself, you know what? I've already been through some of the shittiest things. So I know that if this thing happens that I'm anxious about, I got it. I can handle it sure. because I've already been through it. Like worse stuff. Right. And it helps. Yeah. That does help. So if that helps your anxiety, because I know you've been through some shit. Who hasn't, right? It's life. Right. Um, it's like, hey, I've been through some stuff. So if this happens or if this is happening, I'll get through it. Right. For sure. I love that. Um, okay. Before we before we um, wrap up, I want to ask you about social media. We have we, to talk about social we media. Talk, <laughs> we talk about that on this show all the time. And um, so you are – well, okay, so you're, one, you're my client – Am you I? and this in the salon, just to remind everybody what the situation is, but like, um, to do social media content, build up the brand, build up the presence and all the things that we've been doing for a, a while now. And, but before that, I mean, y'all had social media and you had it, but like, it wasn't like, I don't, it wasn't quite as a priority as, as it is now. And so what right. I'm wondering, the first question I have is, and I think this will help a lot of business owners and be honest whatever, but we already talked about my honesty. You know, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> be honest, be honest. Um, but I, 
I do want you to speak about like that, the way it's felt of, of going, like making that decision of like, because it's not just your company, like you're building a personal brand as well. Mm -hmm. And it's a totally separate thing kind of. And that, that takes vulnerability and courage and all the things it takes. And a lot of business owners ha still haven't done that, that are listening. And so I'm sure. just curious, like how, how did that feel? What made you even want to do that in the first place and get on camera and actually really have this like public presence? Mm -hmm. And then was it scary? How'd it feel? <laughs> so, you know, I love, I love that we're finally talking about social media because clearly that's, you know, majority of what your podcast is about. And I think it's, it's super sweet that you, you know, even like ask me questions about my story, which is great, but ultimately, yeah, like this is about social media. So, um, I really want to talk about the impact that it's made and, um, just all the, all the things, because it, it's, it's an investment and, and it's, it's, especially at first in my mind, it's a risky investment totally. because, you know, you want to, everyone wants a for sure thing. I want a for sure investment, yeah. right? Don't we all want that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, some are riskier than others. And so I knew that. So for, for future business owners out there, or business owners or that you currently have businesses, whatever it is, the way we did it. And I think everyone has to have their own, is going to have their own thing is I knew that our company and our culture was where I wanted it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew we had like all the basics down. I knew that when customers came into our business, they were happy, you know, 99% of the time. Uh, I knew we had a great team that was happy. So I, I, I didn't, and I wasn't trying to use social media to, Oh my God, I'm so desperate. Our sales are going down. You know, I need to get social media on board to try to get people in there. Because to me that, that would have been counterproductive because ask yourself if you're, if your sales are declining, you know, things aren't going your way, your business is going downhill. Social media is not going to save that. There's something internal involved that you need to fix first. Right. It's um, like you are in my brain right now. This is what I really? want to tell you. Yeah. Oh yes. We and I, this all the time I want, I want to shout that from the rooftops because mm -hmm. so many people want social media to fix there's like sales. big problems, yeah. not little cute stuff, mm -hmm. big stuff in the business. And it's not going to, No, it enhances an what's good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I knew, you know, once I was unleashed, right. <laughs> I knew there was so much stuff that we need to work on. Social media is at the very bottom of my list yeah. because I'm like, well, I you're knew. getting business. I mean, right. you're getting lots of business. So yeah. yeah. It's like, we, what is social media going to do if we have a client walk in and we don't even have our systems down? It's, we're just going to lose that client that we just paid social media to bring in. Right. Right. So, um, I knew that we had to like basically get our shit together, you know, um, in, in the way that I wanted <coughs> it to be. And so, you know, we've literally spent, I would say a good four years getting our shit together because, you know, I talk about all these ideas and things I wanted to change. You can't do that overnight or you mm -hmm. will lose your team because it's too much, too fast, too soon. Uh, and so you can't be like, Oh, we're just overhauling the whole company, you know, and you lose clients. It's just too much, yeah. you know? So it took about four years to strategically implement all the different changes for our culture and our business. So once we had that down and our sales were growing and we were growing, you know, um, internally as a team as well, I was like, okay, now it's time to focus on the branding. And yeah. so that was kind of my thing is we need to focus on the brand because we were so amazing because we are we're amazing i'm not just saying that we're not perfect at all but we're great 
but, and so I'm like, okay, people need to know how great we are. And, you know, word of mouth is, is always, you know, the best route to go, but especially being in Houston, Texas, yeah. right? Fourth largest city in America. Um, word of mouth doesn't just cut it. That might work in a really tiny town. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't work. Right. Houston's huge. It's yeah. It's huge. And especially when you have crazy high rent and you can't just go by word of mouth. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, we're great. I know we're great. I know we're doing a great job. Um, and of course I knew that from seeing sales increase, seeing lots of client reviews that were positive. So I'm like, let's get the word out. And so that's when, you know, I found you mm -hmm. and, uh, that to me was the start of building our brand. So that's when, to me, I, I knew, I think it's really important to know what you're good at and hire people for what you're either not good at or not interested in. Okay. So mm -hmm. I, I knew that I'm not going to say that. I knew that if I put the time and effort, I could be good at social media. I don't have time for that. So I'm, I'm, I, that to me was an, just almost a non-interest because I'm not going to put in the years that you've put in sure. to learn how to do all this, nor do I have the time. So um, that's when I was like, we have to hire someone. And, you know, we did go through another company first and, you know, that I think it's so important. and to, to make sure you find a company lesson learned, you have to find a company that really aligns with your values. That's really important when you hire a social media company because a lot of them just don't give a fuck and they're just going to come in and just take a bunch of like pictures and, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you really have to find someone. And if, and if that's your thing, if you want someone to come and take pictures of a shampoo bottle, then that's fine. <clears throat> So that wasn't our, our culture. So you really have to find someone that aligns or at least understands what you're wanting. And, uh, obviously, you know, your company did that. And then our brand just, you know, I'm just gonna talk about the click salon brand mainly. I mean, unless you want to talk about mine, but to me, that one is, is more front and center just because we already had that established culture. Like yeah. what we're trying to do with me right now, we're starting from scratch. Sure. I mean, click salon had at the time, what? 20 years of, you know, building yes. a culture and a business. So we had a lot to work with right. and, uh, you know, that's when you came in and then, you know, the brand just, you know, exploded. TikTok, we went from literally zero. We didn't even have a TikTok. Yeah. There were like 42 followers or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was and a really how, how many do we have now? It was like, uh, almost 11,000. So 11,000. And that's what in a year? Less than a yeah. year? About that, a year? You, yeah. Click got to 10,000 in less than a year on TikTok, yeah. Yeah. which those results are not typical. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and cover, cover my ass there. Um, that's, well, I mean, it's not. They're not typical, so I yeah. don't want to like get anybody's hopes up, but it, it can happen. Mm -hmm. And you have taken a pretty aggressive approach. Mm -hmm. um, not all businesses do it that way. They'll be like, can, can you just like post a couple of times every week for us or something and, like and that? Sure. And, and that works for some people maybe, but. Yeah, and it depends on so many things like. If it truly, I mean, to me, and you weigh in on this as since it's like actually your profession, but if, if your business is growing and you, you've got the basics down and your budget can only afford a couple of times a week, that's still better than nothing. Yeah. You know, um, but if you have all these internal problems, take, take what money you have and spend it on fixing those. 
Um, but yeah, if, if your business is growing and you know, all you can afford is one or two a week, that's better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, what, no. what are your thoughts yeah. on no, that? No, I agree. I agree completely. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it's, um, it's really just, it's one of those things. Social media is just an interesting creature in general, as you, we were just talking about recently. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really like, there's so many variables. So I just get so annoyed whenever some social media expert gets on Instagram and just like makes it sound like everybody needs to do this, this thing, uh-huh. this one way. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, it's like you have, it's, everything is so fucking customized. If you have, if the person's doing a really great job, uh-huh. it's super customized. I mean, from each client to the next front, from this post to that one, like it's just, and, and, um, that, that's why it's like, you're saying it's like, it's not going to be the same for each business or each mm-hmm. individual or whatever. Right. You're going to have your different needs or your different store, whatever. I mean, there's some people that are still not really active on social media and because of the industry they're in, it really doesn't fucking matter, uh-huh. you right. know? And I, cause I'm not that person to be like, everybody should always hire a social media person. No, you uh-huh. shouldn't. Not everybody, uh-huh. you know, but I anyway, see that. What company would you would you almost say doesn't really need social so media? So there's this company. Okay, I actually have a very good example. It's very very different from the hair industry. Mm-hmm. I went to this company to their to their office and their it is big place and it's like they I, I I went there for another client to do a video. It's a long story. Anyway, but, point is is that this business I went to has like a really crappy social media presence, but they like they like fabricate like rebar or something like for the roads like it. Oh it's, it's, it's like a, it's like in the concrete it's right. Like I'm looking at Vanessa. I'm like, you know, the stuff in the concrete and, um, <clears throat> Vanessa's here. Producer Vanessa's here. Um, Hi. and so anyway, so it's like a, it's a construction thing okay. and their, their clients are not, they're not going to find them on Instagram. Say, wouldn't it be like the city that hires them? Instead? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, but I mean, they're a good example and there's tons of businesses out like, they're sure. like that. Sure. Businesses that are like industrial businesses that are government businesses mm-hmm. that, and, and yeah, you're you not going to be like, let's see, I need to go to the post office. Let me look them up on Instagram. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I never really thought about like, that. No offense, post office, but I bet your Instagram would probably <laughs> suck too. Okay. Post office sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. Other than DMV, post office is the second worst place to go. What I really like though are the the post office for a second. The postal carriers, especially the people that are like on foot around here, mm-hmm. super friendly, great people. I'm like, where are you when I need to go in there in person? Because the woman, you know what? It's because you're out here getting sunshine and walking around with her little earbuds and yep. she's just talking on her phone all day and having fun delivering her mail. But the woman that works at the thing doesn't have it so good. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Yeah, I, I'm scared of the people at the post office. They scare me. Like, I get anxiety as I'm waiting in line. I'm afraid that they're going to get, okay, do you do this? I'm afraid that they're going to get upset with me because I didn't like do the late oh label right. They do get upset with me. So I don't, I don't even, they've gotten upset with me so many times. I don't even do the label and I hand it to them and then they get mad at me for that. Because you didn't do it. Because yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. And I've yeah. even had them, can you step over to the side? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get arrested or something by the post office police. <laughs> Yes, it's the worst. It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, back to social media. Oh, yeah, social I do media. want to ask you, though, about your personal brand. I think it's important because mm-hmm. because you had to make that decision to do that. I want to know why you decided to do that, whatever you're willing to share. Sure. And also how it's felt because not – like all of a sudden like business owners or people building brands and stuff need to be like on-camera personalities, mm-hmm. you know, because we have social media. But not everybody really wants to do that right. or is good at that or whatever. So mm-hmm. – why did you decide to actually show up your face on camera? 
okay. on social media? Good question. So <clears throat> I know the answer, I think, but <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I felt like for me, so I'm, I'm actually very comfortable. So at the salon, I love to be behind the scenes and, you know, I know right now I might not look like I like to be behind the scenes, uh, but I'm very comfortable with that. Um, and it's just, it's what works for me. I like to be the person that's moving things and changing things and creating systems. And, you know, we'll have clients come in and they'll, they'll be like, Oh, you know, um, I've never seen you here. Are you new? You know, and it, it like, oh yeah, hey, I'm not. And that's what I do. I have no desire to even say I'm the owner. I just, I'm literally like, yeah, I'm like, I'm Natalie. Nice to meet you. And then of course, one of the team members will be like, that's the owner. And they're like, oh my God, you know? Um, but yeah, like I see them all the time and they have no clue who I am. And I, I'm totally okay with that. But what I wanted to do, I wanted to do something separate from the business and the fact that I feel like the, like my passion is, is helping people to, to find their free because for so many years, I, I wasn't free, you know, basically my whole life. And, you know, I just, I have such a passion for encouraging people to find their free to, even if they find it, have the courage to live it because that's really hard too. Um, and just, you know, regardless of the consequences, if they might lose people in their life, they might, you know, have no contact with other people. They might have people angry at them. They might lose money, businesses, who knows? Like, but nothing is better than living your free. Like I would lose everything and I risk everything, literally risk everything to do it. And uh, I wouldn't change it because that's just the ultimate feeling. Um, so I feel like that's so important to me that I wanted to get that message out, you know, mm -hmm. and I wanted to just get that message out in general. And there's other messages, things that are important to me. And some of it is business stuff that I do want to share, you know, for people that are, you know, entrepreneurs and growing a team as in like how to create that team culture. And I wanted to share that because those are my passions, you know, my passions, living your free, you know, creating an amazing team culture, you know, making people feel important, um, all that stuff. Those are my passions. And so that's not something that I could get out in the salon. True. So I share it with my team, but I couldn't get that out to the masses. So it's like hair, we can get out to the masses yeah. through click salon. Like my, my message, I didn't feel like it was appropriate to, you know, hijack the click salon, yeah. you know, um, Instagram and start it, then it would be like, Oh, this is the Natalie show. And it's like, no, that's, this is the click salon show. Natalie needs her the own Natalie show. show's good though. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so that's why I decided, you know, cause I wanted to, to share that message. So that's definitely not going to be for every business owner. Um, a lot of them, their business is their show. Yeah. And that's great. Um, but for me, that's not, that's not the case. And so I want the click salon team, you know, um, especially as of right now, our educators, you know, I want that to be their show, their platform. And, um, you know, yeah. So that's why I separated the two. Right. What, so how did it feel? I mean, we're at the, like literally like that first time that we, that we shot stuff together, like what, were you nervous, excited, all the things? Like, was, was I nervous? You really asked me, was I nervous? You know how nervous I was. <laughs> That's nice of you to ask. I was so nervous. You, so, did, you, 
you don't come across as nervous on those videos. I, you I, really don't. And I, she doesn't. I agree once I watch yeah. them, but I think that has a lot to do with like you and Vanessa. Like you guys are so great with coaching and, and you know, how you video, how you edit, like how many times did I start over the same sentence? Like 50 times. Um, but, but overall, how did no. I feel? I, I definitely was nervous. I was nervous. It was, it's like a nervous excited. Yeah. You know, um, not nervous and I don't want to do this because then I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, but the, a lot of the feelings I felt, I'm just going to say probably the first six months, you know, I was nervous, not so much about my message initially, but just nervous, just, okay, am I going to look stupid? You know, totally. all that kind of stuff. I got over that pretty fast because once I saw it, they do, you know, you guys do such a great job editing and stuff. I was like, Okay, I don't look stupid. I did not pay her to say any of these things, oh, by no, the way. No, she didn't at all. <laughs> um, well, but I mean, that's, I think that's natural, though. And I think that's cool for you to just share that. Because mm -hmm. I think if somebody else out there is, like, is wanting to do this, wanting to like stand up, be this like public leader on mm -hmm. social media and all that stuff, um, which is fantastic if that's what somebody wants to do. But yeah, I mean, if it's normal to probably feel nervous. If totally you've never normal. done that before, I mean, come on. It's new. Yeah. It's it's. Mm -hmm. It's hard and you are going to be like, to me, I wonder if you feel this way. <clears throat> I actually am like, give me a huge crowd of strangers. But then when I start thinking about people that in real life know me mm -hmm. are going to see this, that kind of gets me a little like, and you see, know, like Aunt Sally or, you know, that's, whatever. That's so funny because I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Okay. And the fact of, well, I think, well, let me just back up a little bit. And the fact of, it's like, I, I do, you know, public speaking and no, no nerves, super easy. And so I thought, well, being in front of a camera is going to be just the same, totally different <laughs> because at least you have a crowd to like give That's you true. feedback. That's true. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that was really different for me because I, I have like no problems with public speaking, like give me a million strangers. I don't yeah. care. Um, but what you said, I'm just the opposite. I'm like, if it's a stranger, I'm like, you know, it's more of like, I'm, I want to like pull them in. Yeah. And so that actually gives me more, if like my aunt Sally likes it or doesn't like it, I don't give a fuck Yeah. because it's like, I am who I am with her. She likes me or doesn't. So I don't really care so much about people that know me. I'm trying to like, cause to me, if I want to influence people that I don't know and, and, and make a difference in their lives, they have to, they have to like what I have to say. They have to like me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's for me That's a cool. Different. That's actually really cool because a lot of people do get nervous about like their family judging them for their social media no. posts and stuff like that. But, and I can see why for yeah. sure. There's definitely posts that I've done that I'm like, oh, I don't really want my mom to see this. Um, <laughs> but once again, it goes back to like if you're truly being free and speaking your truth, it's there's no point in hiding it, you know. So yeah. That's Your mom was like the star of that one video when she didn't even realize oh with about the when the queen died. It's like what yes, it's like one. There's like somebody else filming. Did you see that, Vanessa? And like her mom calls on speakerphone. Did you hear the queen died? Yeah, oh my it, god. It, 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 and and Natalie's like in the middle of a meeting. Yeah, it got like one million views or something. It, it was, got a lot of views. It was insane. But yeah, my mom was definitely the star of that. You're um, like, I was at the nail salon and Natalie's texting me, like, what is happening? Is this, are these numbers real? Because we had really hadn't been doing stuff started. for very long. Yeah. yeah. And she's like thinking, it's not real. It already shows like, you know, 50,000 views yeah. or whatever it was. And I was like, no, I, I actually doesn't really surprise me. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's kind of random, yes, but it was pretty cool. 
But hey, she hey she had her moment, her, her she, Instagram moment. Yeah, she was, she was very proud of that. I mean, it took me a minute to explain to her what was going on. Sure. But um, yeah, she was very proud of that. But um, yeah, like I, I think the feelings I've had since then, other than once I got over the initial, like, am I going to look stupid? Now I'm like, whatever. Um, I definitely had some feelings. And I think this this goes with, and you're, you're so good at allowing this and coaching this, is in like trying different things. Because there's yeah. some things that I posted, and once I saw it, I was like, that's too vulnerable. Like, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. And so I immediately <clears throat> was like, okay, I just knew for me, that's that's something that for now I need to stay away from. Because whatever you whatever content you, you give, you have to feel comfortable with it. And so some of it, I was trying to push a little, a little too hard that I wasn't ready for. I didn't realize it, but I could feel it on camera. Like I'm sure. feeling a little uncomfortable because yeah. I'm getting a little too vulnerable or I'm not really comfortable with this content. Right. Um, and so I learned from that, like, so I had some moments of like, wow, I feel a little too vulnerable. So I'm going to pull back. Right. Um, and so a lot of it's just trial and error. It is. And, and I, I think to like, let people hate you. That was a big one. Remember oh, when I texted you and yeah. I was like, I really feel like just stopping all of this because people are so mean. Yeah. You they can that. be on social media. Yes. There was like a talking off the ledge moment with, yeah. with us in that moment. Cause I was just like, mostly just because I, I, I know how it feels. So, I know you so I, I was I like, so I was like, Oh God, I literally know the feeling she's feeling right now. And I don't really feel them so much anymore um mm -hmm. just because it's been long enough and i you know but but it doesn't feel good no matter it what doesn't. like at, at first it like yeah you're gonna get better with it and deal and whatever but like nobody wants anybody even if it is some weirdo loser in a basement somewhere yeah. those words can hurt if mm -hmm. they say something shitty yeah. and you know but i mean what did you is do you have any tips for that of how you eventually got, got, over it. got better at handling got better it? at it I mean, cause it's never going to be like, yeah, I still, thing, I still read some and sometimes and <clears throat> I'm just like, fuck off, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, like, for sure. Everything in me just like wants to like type and I'm like, it's not worth it. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, there's anger at that keyboard. I just want to go for it. Yeah. Well, when oh, I've had a lot of moments on your behalf as your social media manager with your account on the phone, I'm like, Oh, you motherfucker. I just want, yeah. it's like, no, oh my God, Brittany, that's probably really unprofessional. <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah. Leave it alone. And, and I know like you've been, how long have you been doing like your social media? How long? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I joined Instagram in 2012. I don't know. So literally like 10 time, years. Yeah. So I know for you, because I mean, I read <clears throat> comments that some of your comments, not yours, but that people write. And so I know you're so used to it, but it's still new to me, but it's gotten already gotten way better. One of the things is I just, a lot of them don't even read the comments, you know? Yeah. And then because I have amazing Brittany here, if it's something that I need to reply to, she'll be like, Hey, this person, you know, you should reply to this or, you know, she'll even reply to some. Um, so that's a big one. A lot of times I don't even read the comments. Um, sometimes I do. And obviously um, I have to say too, there's, there's always more positive than negative yeah, ones. Really so is. I don't want to sit here and like focus on the <clears> negative <throat> ones, but Unfortunately, what happens is, and this is just being human, the negative ones have a bigger impact and hurt you more than all the positive ones. Yeah. So I, I guess the second thing that, that I've learned first, yeah, just don't, I just don't read them as much. The second is when I do see them, I'm just literally like, I go back to, I'm such a big believer in everyone has the right to their own opinion and their own 
thoughts. Now, I, I personally believe that, yes, you, you, you very much have the right to your own beliefs, but say them in a respectful, kind way. Now, obviously, that isn't usually done on social media. Um, but I just like, I'm thinking like, I'm almost to the point to where it's like, I just feel kind of sad for them. Yeah. Because I know that I would never, because I see plenty of stuff on social media I don't agree with. Yeah. And I don't have the energy or the time. <laughs> just stop me like, by the way, let me just tell you how I fucking yeah. feel about that. Like, I, I just who's... don't. And even if I did, I would say it nicely because I know like what kind of person I am. Yeah. So when I see them do that, I just, I'm like, oh, they're just, they're a sad, miserable person. You yeah. Know? So I think at this point I've gotten more to just like, I just kind of feel sorry for them. Right. I still get mad sometimes, but my ultimate feeling is I'm so sorry. Like, let me help you. Right. You know, <laughs> poor thing. Yeah. Um, okay. One of my final questions. Have you always been such a fashion queen? Because I feel really like, honestly, y'all, I am never, I'm not on camera with you. And I was like, oh my God, I have, Vanessa's nodding her head. Like I have to be on camera with fashion queen, Natalie. Okay, stop. Fucking stop. great. Like my bra is probably showing out the top of my goddamn shirt. Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, thank you. When I walked um, in, I was like, ooh, I like her blazer. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah. it was just, it's a good color. That's why I'm wearing it. I mean, it's not really a blazer moment, but we're going with it. I love um, it. Anyway, but have you always been like that? Because like Vanessa and I have talked about this a million times. We show up at Click Salon and we're like, <laughs> I know that everybody's going, they're going a little extra mile to be on camera. We'll, sure. But Definitely. I've been there when people were not going to be on camera, stopping by for something else. Mm -hmm. And people still look great. Like, mm -hmm. and you always look great. Like, Thank do you, you feel you. like, I know you have opinions about that with like, the industry that y'all are in and how it goes well with fashion and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, is that the inspiration behind it? Mm -hmm. Do you does it just make you happy? Like, yeah. what's the deal? And that, that's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Um, so even though, yeah, I would never go to be, go to school to be a hairstylist because I don't want to do hair. I've always loved fashion. Yeah. Always. Um, so I remember funny story is I was probably 16, 17, and uh, I got this. So do you, know, do you know what square dancing is? Yes, ma'am. We're from Southern Missouri County. Okay, okay. We're, yes. Okay, so a lot of people wouldn't know, but, but just had to make sure. So my grandparents square danced. And so, so cute. yeah, it was adorable. So I was, they had some kind of, Square Dance Retirement Party. I don't know. But I was around, I don't know, 16 to 18. And I remember I had in a very small town, but I was definitely not at that moment of no, I had no concept of like, this is inappropriate. I just was like, this is, looks amazing and it's fashionable. But it was this, so I remember this little green shirt and it had like no back, <laughs> no back. And it was really thin material. So it's like, can I say nipples? Yeah, you can say whatever you Okay, want. so my nipples were showing because <laughs> I couldn't wear anything. And I either I didn't know or they didn't have nipple covers back then, which I'm wearing now, by the way. So <laughs> um, so I show up in this, like, completely backless, super sheer green, <laughs> had, like, a little strap maybe, like, spaghetti, tiny spaghetti, like, tiny strap here, nipples showing with all these 80-year-old people in their square dance <laughs> outfits. And, um, <laughs> I, that's amazing. That might be my most favorite part of this whole interview. Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, <laughs> I was very popular with 80 year old men that night and not so popular with 80 year old women, uh, which looking back, you know, should have flipped that, but, um, <laughs> You know, there was um, somebody in there. Yeah. <laughs> there was some, right. there was, right. there was some gal right. in there that was right. excited. Yeah. Uh, but also very intuitive and I, I pick up on, you know, pick up on people's emotions. And so I knew yeah. once I was there that, Ooh, this is not appropriate. But it was too late. <laughs> you know, the looks that I got, um, it just, it was of course looking back a really funny moment. But yes, that to answer your question, I've always been into fashion and now I've learned usually what's more appropriate to wear to certain functions. But um, <laughs> yes, I've always loved fashion. I feel like if we go to a square dancing event, we're going to cover our nipples. We're going to cover our back. We're all the above. You get one of those dudes a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and my grandparents were so sweet. They never even said anything to me. Oh, um, never, ever. Nice. Like, oh, bless her heart. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but yes. And I think that's another reason that I did fall in love with the industry is I do love the fashion aspect. Yeah. I love the fact that we can, well, our company, we can wear whatever we want and just look great. So it's like, I know if I want to show up and look like I'm walking straight out of Paris fashion week, I can do that on a fucking normal ass Tuesday. Yeah. I don't have to have an event. And it would just be supportive by the way, speaking of your supportive team, everybody be like, Ooh, girl, oh, like, love it. look great yeah. today. Cool. And, yeah. And, and then move on about that. your day. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I love fashion. I mean, like you'll walk into click and like, you never know which day Katya is going to have purple hair just or like lavender. She yeah. walks in like Paris fashion week almost every day. All the time. Yeah. And you never know what, what shoes this person's going to have on or what cool outfit or what, even whenever the, the fashion is quote unquote casual yeah. and somebody's got like sneakers and a like, like one, one day Crystal had on like, God, get out of I my head. So, like, as soon as you said sneakers, I'm, I'm like, Crystal. Oh, because I, I looked at her and I was like, this is like a dream outfit for me, girl. Yeah. She's wearing like sneakers and like, these fun jeans and she looked adorable, mm -hmm. curly hair. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's yeah. very inspiring. Well, and, and I don't I don't get it how some of them will come in, I'm thinking of Katya again, but Jade too, they'll come in with heels Shoot. like this. And it's like, I, I wear like, well, see, yeah. you're going to see my weenie dog socks, but. It's like, I'm all about the, um, like I'll wear heels, but they have to be like, you know, like a platform, or a platform like a, more, like, more yeah. supportive. Yeah. But it's like, we have, we have girls that come in and I mean, they'll be in stilettos yeah. and they'll wear them all day, you know, nine hours behind the chair. And, um, that's how committed they are to their fashion and their appearance and their, their, their love for just the whole beauty fashion world. Um, and I, I just love, I love, I, when I see them like that, I'm like, oh my God, that's just so fucking hot. Even though I couldn't pull that off. Yeah. Um, it's, well, I you love can pull it. it off, but like, you don't want to. Right. My yeah. body could not pull that off. Your, your body be like, <laughs> absolutely not. Right. Right. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. I'll guess I'll let you go. Well, I've had kept you for so, a long time. I've had so much fun. Thank you for having You're me. Welcome. Like, this has been just the highlight of my, I will say, see it's. January 11th, 2024, <laughs> highlight of my year. Stop. Well, you've got, well, you've had some good moments this well, year. Business-wise. Business-wise. Okay. Let me say business-wise. I mean, I'll obviously, you. you know, Paris, girlfriend. Yes, you were just in Europe that, yeah, years I ago. Mean, that was highlight of my, like, romantic life, but professional. Go. You know, you have different areas. Yeah. So to start off my professional life 
like hanging out with you on your podcast. Seriously, I'm, I'm very flattered and I love talking Thank with you. you. Thank you. Your first podcast appearance, yeah. my first in-person interview here in my living room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on January 1st, the 11th. Oh, January 11th. So all these ones, because I'm like a big one fan. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're recording this on January 11th, and the time for you to arrive was 11, mm -hmm. and we did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. And it was your first podcast in person and my first podcast ever. Like, so how many ones is that? Like, like five? It's a lot. No, yeah. five, seven. Yeah. 7 11 7 11 just, <laughs> amazing all but the alignment thank you so much you're welcome thank you thanks for listening to today's show y'all for more information about the podcast go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on instagram facebook tiktok and linkedin and subscribe to the social sunshine podcast youtube channel to watch the video version of each episode for more information about me go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on instagram facebook linkedin youtube and tiktok the social sunshine podcast is a fun love media production funlovemedia.com bye